Ladies and gentlemen, we are back on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Dirty Mike, and I am sitting here with... Jam and Jason. Jam and Jason in the house, in the mansion, and... By his absence in the intro, Big Ugly is not here right now, Jam and Jason. Big Ugly had a bit of an emergency, so he had to uh, postpone his portion of this podcast. But we're here, and we're dedicated to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling listeners, and we're ready to talk wrestling, aren't we? That's right. That's what we do. And it's been a lot in wrestling to talk about, but before we get to pro wrestling, we'll just give you a little bit of an idea of what's happening on this podcast. So we're going to talk about WWE Extreme Rules 2017, which was in Baltimore at the Royal Farms Arena. The chicken box, I believe they call it. That's right. How do you feel about Royal Farms chicken? I love it. Three o'clock in the morning? Three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it's, a, it's up there, and they, they do it, and uh, it's good food anytime you want to eat it. So Royal Farms, we're going to put them over on this podcast. That's right, a couple times. couple times, Royal Farms, that's right, because we're going to talk about that. We got a little bit of another story on that. But So we got that, and we have Money in the Bank coming up in a couple of weeks. It's on Father's Day, actually, Jam and Jason. Next Sunday. Next Sunday, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. Um, so we've got that and Money in the Bank. We're going to have a traditional Money in the Bank ladder match with the SmackDown participants. And then we're going to have a women's first time ever women's Money in the Bank uh, ladder match. That's going to be fun. I'm excited for that. That's going to be much better than the stick on a pole match that we had in Extreme Rules yeah. between Bailey and Alexa Bliss. I love them both, but come on now. Yeah. What about, uh, you know, the midget on the pole match? We could have that. I would like to see that. I would pay money to see that. <laughs> you, you might see that on Friday, July 7th at Tall Cedars Hall in Parkville, Maryland, because you know, Jam and Jason, they're coming up for EWA Pro Wrestling is Midget Mania and more. Yeah. It's a Friday night, but it is going to be uh, featuring the Micro Wrestling Federation Superstars, MWF. So... Midgets will be in the house. So we could put them on a pole or, you know, hang them from the seat, whatever, you know, whatever they want to do. They're very much entertainers. Yeah. So that would be fun. Uh, So we're going to talk about that a little bit. we got the Great Balls of Fire pay-per-view coming up. And uh, that's one of the most interesting names for a professional wrestling uh, show ever, Jam and Jason. That is. I'm not feeling it yet. No, that's... And that's where... Brock Lesnar's going to make his return at Great Balls of Fire. Could be pay-per-view of the year. You never know. It really could be. I need to to change the name, though, if it's going to be pay-per-view of the year. I'm not sure. Um, But anyway, we're going to talk about, you know, NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. So Brooklyn's going to have that big swing of SummerSlam and NXT and Raw and SmackDown all in four nights, which is going to be fantastic. Even though we see the light going on this thing, it is still recording. So we'll just keep talking. And, uh... So we're doing things a little bit differently. We don't have the Yeti right now. Yeah, that's how Big Ugly does the Yeti. We don't have the Yeti, but we have the iPhone. Uh, You know, we're going to put over iPhone just because we're using it and using the uh, voice memo session kind of thing. We've done it before. We're going to do it again because this is how we roll. Um, But we're going to talk about that. TNA Impact Wrestling just been in Mumbai, India. Did a lot of tapings over there. Lucha Underground starting their new season up. So uh, what's what's it? uh, Del Rey Network, that's what it is. So they're going to be all right. Ring of Honor still doing its thing. And later on in this podcast, we are going to have an interview with somebody who told me specifically at the last EWA show that he was taking his ball and going home. However, he wanted a platform to talk. 
That is the artist Duran J. A H A J J J G. You know T I S T. Duran J. So Duran J. Hasn't won a couple of matches uh, recently. However, he's trying to make his mark as far as professional wrestling, as far as character is concerned. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's going to be repackaging, repackaging something and coming back to EWA Pro Wrestling. What do you think of the artist Duran J? Great competitor, but needs a few wins. That's right. You got to get that first one under your belt. Get that first win. Get that first big win. Get your first title. And, uh, you know, then we'll see what Duran J is made of. But we're going to see when he calls in a little bit later to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. And then once we finish our interview and put that up uh, on SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, TuneIn Radio, and Stitcher. Stitcher. That's right. Uh, once we put it up, I'm sure he'll share it with his entire artist or artist world. Uh, so that's going to be fun right there. A lot of things to talk about. Also, something I was just reading this morning. I've been hearing tidbits of this back and forth. Hulk Hogan, the Hulkster, very close to coming to terms again with the WWE, to come back to the WWE, to be put back on the Hall of Fame page, to be recognized again by WWE. Hulk Hogan, very close to coming back. That's a good thing. Yeah, always good Hulk Hogan, biggest name in professional wrestling, sports entertainment ever. So good that I didn't. I understand, you know, they had to do their thing politically when they had to sort of erase his name from the... I don't, I don't believe erasing him from everything ever was a good idea, but they needed to, this situation with him and the sex tape and all that stuff to cool off and uh, the thing with the N-word, whatever that was. Oh, yeah. But you know what? People have done a lot worse and have gotten back into WWE or professional wrestling in general. So he's Hulk Hogan. Yeah. What are you going to do? What you going to do, brother? You know, so you, you you like this, the Hawkster. You like this, him coming back. Yeah, I think it's a good thing. I he's not going to wrestle. Thank goodness. <laughs> right. I, I don't, I mean, he's almost 70 now, I think. But it's a good thing as an ambassador or to host WrestleMania or a pay-per-view or whatnot. That's right. I would like him to host WrestleMania, possibly in New Orleans next year in the Silverdome. I mean, the Superdome. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's fantastic. So lots of uh, news. And unfortunately, a small piece of bad news happened recently. Adam West. Adam West passed away, the original Batman. Yeah, that's... Isn't that sad? I grew up watching that show. It's yeah. Sad. And you've been a fan of comic book characters and, and comic books and things like that all your life. Is Adam West the true definitive Batman from the original television series? That's a tough call. I mean, so because we were just watching the original Batman movie from 1989 with Michael Keaton in it. So uh, t- tell me how you feel about Batman. All of these re- re- reincarnations of Batman, who is your favorite? I got to go with Adam West right now. Got, yeah. I really have to. I really have to. Now, is that up. more nostalgic because he just passed away, or is this because he played the characters of uh, Bruce Wayne and Batman so so well, so he, interchangeably? Well, he played the character so well, and the fact that I grew up watching the yeah. show for years and years and years, that was the first Batman that I ever saw on TV, aside from a cartoon or right. a comic book. Yeah. Live-action Batman yep. wearing those pajamas and, and uh, getting the pow, bang, conk, whatever, all yep. that fun. That's interesting stuff. Oh, man. Yeah, that's that's a little sad. He, he passed away on my birthday, actually, on June 10th, 2017. That was my birthday, Jam and Jason. It was. And uh, we celebrated that. Did a little bit of celebrating. We celebrated the night before. Did some more celebrations that night of. And depending on when you're listening to this, we're doing 
We are back on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast after a interruption by our one and only Big Ugly calling in, Jam and Jason. It's good to hear his voice. That's right. He uh, had a little emergency. We don't know exactly what's going on, but he is not here, so that's why we lapsed after the last part of that conversation. We were talking about my birthday. I turned 39 years old. <coughs> yeah, right. Uh, actually, the Big 4-0, Big 40. Uh, we were celebrating it. We started celebrating it on Friday, June the 9th. Let's put over the Fullerton Pub on Bel Air Road. Great place. Great uh, food, people, karaoke. karaoke. Put over Jarrett, Jarrett Lembach. Uh, he great karaoke DJ. He's all over the place. Jarrett Lembach. You can check him out on Facebook, and he does karaoke everywhere. He's going to be doing it at the Maryland State Fair. Yeah. Oh man, it's going to be great. And we had a good time. We did, and we remember most of it. Most of it. Good time. <laughs> few few drinks. We a few beverages of the adult nature. We are not uh, the young joysticks anymore that we used to be, but uh, we we are okay. Yes, we, we are still it. alive. We made it. Mm. A swig of water for the working man. Um, so we had a good time. We're going to celebrate your birthday coming up very soon, Jam and Jason. That's right. Big 4-0 as well, I think, yes. right? Yes, big 4-0. How about that? July. Man, all of us have graduated back in 1995. We're hitting that big 4-0 yep. pretty soon, I'm telling you. So, uh, And we got to talk about uh, you know our other friend, Mr. Mr. Kepner. You know, he sent out a message and, and mentioned a young lady. Uh, I don't know who that young lady is. Yeah, got to figure that out. Mr. Kepner, the, tw- the only 28-and-a-half-inch waist in professional wrestling. He, uh, <laughs> the Argonaut, as we used to call yeah, him. How yeah. about that? But uh, those were back in the days. You know, we had a good time. But let's get back into talking about the uh, the WWE. Now, we did pull up on the iPad of power. Um, we have iPhone, iPad. We've got it all going on here from Apple here today. Uh, we pulled up the Extreme Rules results. So, Jim and Jason, why don't you hit the quick, quick results for us? Just go down that list right there and uh, let us know what happened at Extreme Rules. All right, in the pre-show match, Kalisto defeated Apollo Crews, That's the fake right. Apollo Crews. That's right, the because fake one. we know about the Apollo Crews, C-R-U-Z, yes. the baddest man in Maryland, the Maryland Dream, yep. or the Maryland Nightmare, depending on you know which way he's swinging. <laughs> but uh, yeah, keep going. Uh, Miz defeated Dean Ambrose for the Intercontinental Championship. That was probably the match of the night for it was, me. That was a fun match. So I enjoyed that. We'll get into that, but go ahead. Uh, Rich Swan and Sasha Banks defeated Noam Dar and Alicia Fox. Rich Swan from Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah. The hometown boy got over. That never happens. No. <laughs> but go on. And then a kendo stick on a pole match. Uh, Alexa Bliss defeated Bailey. Nah. And we'll talk about that. I don't know if we have to talk about that too much. But let's move on. Okay. Cesaro and Sheamus defeated the Hardy Boys, which was a shocker to me in the Steel Cage yeah. match for the titles. And it's a only Escape the Cage only match. It was Escape the Cage only. How about that? They did okay. Uh, yeah. It was a decent match, but I did not expect the outcome that came. Yeah, it was very surprising. Yeah, very surprising. Move on. Neville defeated Austin Aries. It was a, a submission s- match. Yeah, it uh, didn't really do it for me. It was okay, but... You know, I think these guys have more in them that they could have shown, uh, I in agree. my opinion. I agree. And I think some of that has to do with 205 Live. Just I think so. Not quite hitting it off. Not not. They're at trying, point. though. They They're trying. They really are trying. And well, we can talk about that later. We can. Go on. Um, and then the big, was it Fatal Five win? Mm-hmm. Samoa Joe defeated Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, and Bray Wyatt by submission on Finn Balor, if I recall correctly. That's right. Finn Balor passed, passed out. out. Yep. Did not tap, uh, so really didn't make anybody look weak. It just made Samoa Joe look strong. Yeah. Um, and now Samoa Joe goes on to Great Balls of Fire to face 
Brock Lesnar for the WWE Universal Championship. Let's start right there. How do you like? How do we both like this matchup, Samoa Joe and Brock Lesnar? I think it's awesome. I, I'm very excited for this match. I'm hoping it's going to be a nice, long fought, well fought match, yeah. back and forth. Oh yeah, just hard hitting, suplex city, submission city. I'm ready. No cell city. A little bit no cell. <laughs> both of them got it in them. Yeah, but but it can work. But uh, this is very exciting. You know, as far as Roman and Brock, we've seen that before, but I know they're going to be leading up to it again. Seth and Brock, we have seen before, and the matchup doesn't really work well on paper. Finn and Brock, we haven't seen yet, uh, but I think that could be very interesting if he brings the demon back out. Yeah. Right now, the demon is nowhere to be seen as far as Finn Balor is concerned. Uh, He's doing pretty well with the Balor Club and, you know, with the – I don't see a lot of character in him right now. His, his in-ring work is fantastic. His mic work is getting better, but I don't see a lot of character. It was all in the demon. Yeah. Is he saving that for a big reveal at a time when he would need it possibly against Brock Lesnar for the title? I think so. And I almost like, you know, I know he had the injury, but I almost feel like the WWE is kind of saving him. This is his first pay-per-view that he was on since SummerSlam? SummerSlam last year yeah. when he won the title. So it's been a while since he's been on the big stage. So That's are it. they really just downplaying that? Saving it for a, a, a another time, big reveal. Yeah, I think so. That could be. I don't. I hope they don't get rid of it completely. That I mean, they got a lot of merchandise out there. They got a lot of following for the demon. That was one of the most over entrances, whether it be on NXT or WWE TV, that they've ever had. They need to keep that somewhere. Yep. Maybe for a special purpose. Yep. But uh, so we start right there. That was a great match. Five way match was very hard to pull off. Three ways are very hard to pull off, yeah. but when you got five guys and they're all main eventers, so you got to protect them all in one way or another, but you got to give the fans what they need too. This extreme rules wasn't so extreme. No. I mean, we do we are in Maryland, so we have the Maryland State Athletic Commission. That's going to happen. But th- tell me about this match. Uh, you watched this match uh, beginning to end. Mm-hmm. You saw there there was a a couple of alliances made there. Bray Wyatt and. Um, Bray Wyatt and uh, was it Seth Rollins? Did they? No, Bray Wyatt and Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe. They they got a um, you know kind of together and then they fell apart. What did you think of this match overall? Oh, I, th- I thought it was an excellent hard hitting match. It um, as you said, it protected everybody. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things was when it first started, mm-hmm. how um, two of the guys paired off. Right. So you had you know four of them fighting each other. Right. You could say. Right. And Roman Reigns is just standing in the ring, smiling away, smirking away. Just playing up his new attitude type character. That was I love that part. I thought that was great. And he just was kind of playing with his wrist tape or whatever, and he was just standing there like, "I'm this is my yard. Yep. Or you want me? Come get me. Yep. So if they're all fighting on the outside, nobody can win on the outside. So whoever comes back in to fight Roman Reigns, then they can take him over for the spot. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, I think Bray did a good job in the match. I think they all did a good job in the match. I think there was no real downplay to this match except it was extreme rules and nothing really got too extreme because again we are in maryland yeah. uh but as well as it could have gone for five guys who are main eventers that was pretty interesting yeah um and that was the the key marquee of the show that was the big selling point of the yeah. show uh and the other match that i thought was really good and i mentioned this to you earlier the miz and dean ambrose now first of all i was a little tentative dean ambrose matches have been kind of hit or miss yeah for the last I'd say almost the last year, maybe. Yeah. Um, depending on who he's in there with and what the story is. Kind of phoning it in. Uh, yeah. Because he's not really been involved in too much. You know what I mean? He's not. He's 
the lunatic fringe, and that's great and it's fun, but there's really no substance to it right mm-hmm. now. Um, but him and the Miz, it's all around the Intercontinental Title, and I really understood that. So when they came up with the storyline of if Dean Ambrose gets disqualified, then he loses the title. But you know, other than that, it's not Extreme Rules. Yeah. I was a little tentative. I'm like, so how are they going to play this out? Well, they had three people: the Miz, Maurice. And Dean Ambrose and the referee, by the way, referee played a great part in that match. Uh, yeah, the great referee, part. you know, turning his back and the referee getting hit and trying to throw the match out, but then the Miz countering, you know, from behind. It was great. Yeah, uh, Miz came. Uh, Miz came up onto the uh, ring apron, or I should say, Maurice came up onto the ring apron and slapped Miz, which would cause Miz to, you know, get the win via disqualification. But the ref didn't fall for ref it. Ref caught on. He and the, like I said, the ref played a great part. He played dumb, but then he was like, oh, hey, by the way. And I think that match was turned over very well. I think the ending turned over very well. The finish was great. And The Miz being the champion, I like it. Yes. I like it a lot. The Miz is very underrated. He's he's very much used. I say underrated because he hasn't had that big title push for a while. But I think him beefing up the IC title, I think it's great. Yeah. I think it's great. So, And where do we go next with Ambrose? See, that's the thing. Now they can repackage him a little bit, whether they – you know, decide to turn him heel or a little anti-hero or whatever the case may be, or have him just go after somebody completely ridiculous. You know, I'd like to see him and Rollins actually have a feud. One of them's going to have to turn heel. Yeah, um, they have magic in the ring. Those two with matches all the way back to NXT, all the way back to FCW. Yep. When the shield first exploded. That's right. When the shield first exploded a couple years ago. Man, uh, I mean, I could see that happening because right now neither one of them really have a place to go. Bray Wyatt can certainly catch on and do more. So can Finn Balor. Roman Reigns is going to be fine. And the Samoa Joe thing, it could be. I'm hoping it's not a one-off. I'm really hoping it's not. I really hope they get some substance out of this because they they can tell intricate story. I think we were talking about this the other night. Um, Samoa Joe actually got a chance to get in there on the microphone and talk with Paul Heyman, who's the best mic man in the business. Yep. And they had a great segment on Monday Night Raw to actually amp the story and push it. So and Brock Lesnar is supposed to come back tomorrow night on Raw, so we're going to see even more of that now. Yeah, I'm excited. Samoa Joe, we've been watching him for a long time, <laughs> whether it be TNA or whatever. He, this is great. This is a big first test for him as far as main eventer. Yep, I think he can do it. Um, as far as the rest of the pay per view, I mean, you know, Kalisto and Apollo Cruz, the fake Apollo Cruz, it was okay. You know, nothing real. I mean, it was actually pretty good for a kickoff match. Mm-hmm. Nothing really to. You know, right home about they're teasing this Apollo Crews, Titus O'Neil brand management thing, whatever the case may be. I don't know. So it's a nice little underlying storyline there. Again, Rich Fox, uh, Rich Swan, and Sasha Banks beat Noam Dar and Alicia Fox. Well, again, decent match, nothing to write home about. But Rich Swan, the Baltimore boy, got a big pop. It was good. To, good to see him win. Good to see him win. Um, you know, don't uh, really know what they're what they're doing with Sasha Banks right now. Yeah, yeah like she's. She has more talent than this. She really does. Put in this type of role, but didn't but, it feel like for a while that they were teasing to turn her heel? Yeah, I it, thought they I thought she was going to turn on Bailey. Yeah, and that was going to be the next big feud in the women's division. Could they have just laid that low now and just pull that up on unexpectedly, perhaps? I think so. Maybe, um, maybe waiting for a bigger show, SummerSlam or maybe. WrestleMania, maybe. Maybe they were teasing that and they just kind of let it go. So Sasha's kind of lying in the weeds. So yeah, this is an odd spot for her. Um, 
Yeah, don't really know, but she is very talented, extremely talented, and I think she's had a nice face run. She makes a much better heel, but they got to make sure that they have developed faces on that Raw women's brand like Bailey. Um, and Alexa Bliss is right now playing the major heel, yeah. which is good for her. I, she's I think. starting to get some cheers, though. Yes, yeah, people are starting to like her because yeah. she's so anti-hero-ish. Yeah. They were booing Bailey and cheering Alexa Bliss. I was almost wondering if they were going to pull the double turn there mm. and just have Bailey snap with the kendo stick. That see, they should. They needed something. They should have that done match. that, man. <laughs> oh, they needed something else. That was terrible. I don't know if the first spot with the pole, the pole actually fell off of the the rope, and I'm like, oh well. I mean, the the kendo stick fell off the pole. I'm like, oh well, it's no longer on a pole. Look up to what the hell it's laying yeah. in the middle of the ring after two minutes. And I'm like, not sure Alexa was tall enough to even reach the kendo stick. Watching it, <laughs> watching it on pay per view, I was wondering that. I was like. Can she reach that? I'm sure. If she stood on the top rope. That was kind of close. It was close because <laughs> yeah. they did have that thing up there, and she is very small. Okay. So, yeah, wow. It was uh, it was interesting to say the least, but I tell you. It could have uh, been much better. It could have been much better. Um, the cage match, you know, with Cesaro and Sheamus, uh, Hardy Boys, I, I like the old school feel with the escaped cage. I think they did a good job for what they had. It wasn't overly extreme, but some of those cage shots were pretty stiff. Yep. Uh, Jeff Hardy, of course, took his, you know, moment to jump off the top of the cage. Every once in a while that happens. Lots of delete chants happening. Uh, you know, so could could we be leading into the broken Hardys eventually again, or at least Matt being broken or one of them being broken and just kind of revamping the storyline that happened on TNA? Could that happen? I think so. I would like it to happen. Yeah. Um, they, yeah I thought they were going with that last time when they had a Hardy get jumped by Cesario and Sheamus after the fact. Mm-hmm. Right, so that that would end up breaking them or yeah. whatever. But that this this storyline could continue because the Hardys would get a rematch because Cesaro and Sheamus did win the championships. Uh, you know, Dean Ambrose does get a rematch against the Miz at some point, but I think they should just cut it off right there. I yeah. think the Miz should win. There we go. Especially since they feuded on SmackDown. They I mean, did. This is a continuation of a feud that's been going on for quite a while. Right. So if you watch one brand, theoretically, you're watching the other one too, and so you've seen this before. Yep. So. Um, and same thing with Neville and Austin Aries. I think we've seen these guys all the way through WrestleMania and then 205 Live and then this pay-per-view, so I think we're done with them. Yep. Um, I do like Neville as a heel still. I do like Austin Aries. I think he's got more in the tank, but they can't, I, I guess he can't play all your cards in one hand. Yeah. Uh, but he's got more in the tank as well. So an overall decent pay-per-view. Uh, and they did set up for the Great Balls of Fire. They did put the promo out there. I, I'm just not buying it. No. I'm not digging it, man. I'm not sure what's going to happen with that. So let me go back to the old um, the iTablet, the iPad, and I'm going to type in the next WWE pay-per-view that's coming up, which is WWE Money in the Bank. And we're going to get a match list up on here. Uh, we've got a female Money in the Bank for the first time ever. I'm excited about this. Very excited. Um, Would you... New Day's on the poster. How about that? Um, so, oh, here we go. Oh, wow. Uh, so there are more matches than I thought already yeah. scheduled. So, all right, so let's talk about that first. The first ever women's Money in the Bank ladder match for a SmackDown Women's Championship contract. We got Becky Lynch. We got Charlotte Flair, which I'm glad that they've added in the flair yeah. with her. Um, <clears throat> pardon me. We've got Natalia, Natty. We've got Tamina Snuka, who's only going by Tamina. And then we've got Carmella with James Ellsworth, and he is being uh, promoted on 
as with James Ellsworth. So how about that? Um, could he climb up the ladder and win the money in the bank for the women's championship? Would that, that just throw uh, just an interesting monkey wrench into everything? That would. That would. And it wouldn't <laughs> surprise me either. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you know, come on. Now, if they did that, though, that would, in my opinion, that would kind of poo-poo on the uh, whole women's division. Like, they're there. They're going to have a money in the bank ladder match. It's history making. So <clears throat> I hope they don't do something that ridiculous yeah, to I have him climb up the ladder i'm sure I, he's going to be involved in some way i don't think he'll grab the briefcase by any means hopefully but, not but i could see him try i, I could that see that be, happening uh, yeah <laughs> definitely see him try and then see maybe carmelo be like hey what are you doing man yeah or the rest of them mm. ah, so swing of water really but, really excited to see charlotte in that match I, do you think she will win i do that's so my pick you got charlotte yep so at this point because Naomi is the champion, and she's actually facing Lana for the women's championship. Lana just showed up on SmackDown, and she interjected herself one time, and she basically forced Naomi to give her a title shot, basically, yeah. or forced Shane McMahon to get to get Naomi to give a title shot. I don't, I don't know about that. Unless they're doing something ridiculously weird with Lana, I, I don't know. I'm not a fan yet. Yeah, might be better than uh, Bailey and Alexa Bliss with a pole. But this seems to be the trend on SmackDown. People just showing up and getting these random title shots. Yeah. Uh, Jinder Mahal. Yeah, right? <laughs> so. John Cena's going to come back on July 4th, and he'll probably be thrown into some kind of title picture. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. I don't see Lana beating Naomi, so I see Naomi moving forward. But you see Charlotte winning the Money in the Bank. Yes. Do you think she would be a good representative to carry that around for a while and then cash it in just to – just to say, I, I'm here. Yeah, because with the Money in the Bank briefcase, you want to theoretically have somebody sneaky enough to trap somebody yeah. and get somebody off guard. Because the only person that ever kind of really cashed it in say, I'm going to cash in next week and I'm going to fight for the title, that was John Cena. Yeah. And <clears throat> granted, it's great for his character. But, um, you know, the problem is that... You need somebody, like when Alberto Del Rio had it, or when The Miz had it, you know, or, or Ziggler had it, you know, they could be shady with it. So can somebody here do that? Can, Natalia could do that very well, I think. Let me, let me put this out there to you. You put this out there. How many times did Ric Flair turn on Sting during a tag team match? Several. You see where I'm going with this? I see where you're going with this. Charlotte and Naomi, tag team match, random episode of SmackDown, mm. cash in right in the middle of the match. <clears throat> How about that? And Charlotte has been being pushed as a face yes. recently. But we all know, flare blood, that's temporary. Oh, yeah, no, and that's, that's what the flare character right there. And that goes from, you know, father to daughter. So that could be. Charlotte could get over. Now, this is a big-time match, um, you know, so it would make sense for her to get over and make the history. So I got to mm, gotta throw in Natty. I got I to gotta say that that's my dark horse, and no offense to the dark horses, Supremacy, WA, Pro Wrestling, whatever. But, <clears throat> you know, the reason I say that is because she can be very shifty with that briefcase, um, and she could play it out for a while. Also, she could be one of the ones that say, well, you know, during this Naomi-Lana match, she could just come in and just steal it right then and there. Yeah. But 
I've seen that happen on Money in the Bank, and it's exciting for the same night, but it kind of defeats the purpose of the Money in the Bank. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you want somebody to carry that around with them and wait for that opportune moment and tease somebody. Brandy Orton did that real well when yeah. he had it, and then he came out to tease everybody, and then eventually when Daniel Bryan won the title against John Cena at SummerSlam, I was there in L.A., and then Randy Orton cashed it in after Triple H turned on Daniel Bryan. How yeah. about that? So... Anything is possible. You're going with Charlotte. I'm going to say Natalia. Either way, it's going to be a fun match to watch. Oh, yeah. Now, we've also got uh, a Money in the Bank ladder match with the men, with the uh, SmackDown, cha- uh, the WWE Championship shot in there. I want to call it the SmackDown Championship, but it's not. Uh, so Kevin Owens, who I believe is the new face of America, still the United still. States champion. Um, we got AJ Styles, who's the biggest thing on SmackDown right now. We've got Baron Corbin, who's really making his way up. We've got Sami Zayn, who's always the underdog, and it's always fun to watch him wrestle, especially in ladder matches. Dolph Ziggler, who's been hanging around for 10 years plus and has gotten little pushes here and there, but he's always stealing the show wherever he's in. And Shinsuke Nakamura, who I would believe that they had need to protect in this match. Yes. Because he's the biggest name with the biggest entrance, and he's the biggest thing right now. So that has a lot of potential. Um, That has almost as much potential, all those main eventers in that match, same thing as the Fatal 5-Way that we saw at Extreme Rules on the Raw side. So tell me about this match. You've watched a lot of Money in the Banks. We've watched a lot of them together. How do you see this one shaping out? Jam and Jason. Well, to me, the obvious favorite is either Kevin Owens or AJ Styles. Those would be the two obvious favorites. Okay. But I don't know. They've been doing this, like I said a few minutes ago, they've been doing this crazy thing on SmackDown. It would not surprise me to see Sami Zayn pull out a win. Because I think Sami Zayn versus Jinder Mahal would be quite an interesting feud. It would be an interesting feud. So, so, first of all, let's jump around a little bit. So what you're saying is Jinder Mahal retains the championship against Randy Orton yes. the very same night. Yes. I don't think you're wrong at all. I think that if they're going to do it, they might as well do it. You know, give him his rematch, which he's definitely entitled to, but they got to take this to the moon. Yeah. This whole Jinder Mahal thing. And Randy Orton, he's kind of transitioning to me almost into the John Cena special attraction kind of role. It just seems that way. Yeah. And he's up there, you know, and he's he's still pretty, you know, pretty young and pretty good shape. I mean, as far as his career goes, he's been there for 10, 15 years. So, yeah, I see that same thing. Like when he faced uh, Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam, yes. it was a, a special attraction, and it ended up being a bloodbath. Yes. yes. But it was... It was fun. It was a special attraction kind of thing. Yeah. So I agree. So Jinder Mahal keeps the title. And so you say Kevin Owens or AJ Styles, but maybe Sami Zayn. Yeah. That would be good. Uh, Sami Zayn versus Jinder Mahal. Now, do they have enough main event star power to back that up? Or do they package that with, say, something with maybe John Cena and Kevin Owens for the you know, United States title or AJ Styles and Kevin Owens for the United States title? Or do they push somebody else like Shinsuke? who they've been protecting so far. He hasn't really come out of his shell yet, but he needs to have that match with that one, you know, maybe AJ Styles or Dolph Ziggler in a major pay-per-view that he can bring everything out. Yeah. I think it's a little too early for him to push him in the world title picture. I agree. Just yet. But he's, you know, kind of the biggest thing on SmackDown right now, so he's got to be in a main event profile match, which is that. So I think he'll do a good showing. Uh, I think it'll be fun to him watch, but yeah, I don't believe they should put him over that quickly. Because theoretically, after Money in the Bank, SummerSlam is a month away. Yeah. So you need to build something big. And they could build gender big. Um, they can 
<laughs> Mission Barbecue. How about that? We were just talking yeah. about Mission Barbecue. We're going to put over Mission Barbecue because a friend of mine just said, hey, let's go to Mission Barbecue. And I'm like, yeah, you might go to Mission Barbecue, get some food for your daughters. That's right tonight. Yeah. You know, the, the Jam and Jake's got to put over your daughters. Daughters are awesome. That's right. They, they've come to EWA Pro Wrestling before. They perhaps have listened to the podcast. I don't know. Yeah. Listen to your dad and their dad on the podcast and say, oh, yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I tell you what, uh, it's going to be interesting. And uh, don't forget, later on in this podcast, we're going to have a phone call coming from uh, the artist, Duran J. Now we're talking about Great Balls of Fire. My God, there are people just tagging into the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast on this iPhone. We're talking about Mission Barbecue. We're talking about Great Balls of Fire. Man, uh, we're having a good time here, Jamie oh, Jason. Oh, yeah. Man, we Definitely. missed the Big Ugly. We hope everything's okay. Shout out to the Big Ugly. Yeah. Um, you know. It's not the same. It's not the same, but it's, it's still fun. We're having fun. We're having fun, and we're going to do this. You know, every couple of weeks, and it's going to be good. And you can listen to all the archived episodes of the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. They're all archived. There's over a year's worth of material in there. Yeah. A whole lot of stuff. Um, and we got a lot more uh, great interviews coming up later this summer. Uh, you know, check us out. We got the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Facebook page. We got Dirty Ugly Wrestling at gmail.com. You, we, you can leave us comments, send us emails. We want to hear from you. Uh, now, let's talk about this. Um, before we segue into the interview, let's talk about this. So, we talked about random DVD occurrences, okay? And we were talking about the movie Cobra. I believe that's a Stallone movie from yes. 1980s. Yep. And lo and behold, what happened when you walked into Rite Aid? Walked you, into Rite Aid this afternoon to buy a couple of sodas, and right there at the register, the cash register, sitting right next to the cash register, impulse buy, Cobra. How about that? And you found Space Camp, which is a great 1980s movie as well, and you found that at Rite Aid, too. At Rite Aid, yeah. Man. Shout so, out to Rite Aid. Yeah. Shout out to Rite Aid because, you know, they have some decent things going on in Rite Aid. They got pharmacies for all your pharmaceutical needs. But they have DVDs because DVDs are kind of going out. You got Netflix going. You got streaming uh, all over the Internet. So there's a lot of stuff going on. But I tell you what. You go to Rite Aid, and not only did you get two for three, how did that work? Two, two for three. Two for three, and, and you got Coke Zero as well. My favorite. Nothing wrong with Coke Zero. I'm a big fan of it, and uh, you got it. So go to Rite Aid. We've been putting over Mission Barbecue. Go to Rite Aid. Great Balls of Fire. Watch it, even though then you might not agree with the name. But I tell you what, it's um, a pretty interesting. I'm going to press home and unlock this again, the iPad of power. And real quickly, we're going to go over one more thing. So... It's kind of a up in the air. We've got uh, the, the men's Money in the Bank match. We do believe that Jinder Mahal is going to keep the title. And we also have the Usos taking on the New Day, who just returned to SmackDown Live for the Tag Team Championship. That could be interesting. The Usos are getting a lot of, a lot of heel play, even though I'm a big fan of um, the Fashion Files. Yeah, Breezango. I'm a big fan of them, and uh, you know I think the tag team picture could be looking pretty good. And that that's just the list of matches that we have right now for Money in the Bank. There could be more, but we have two big Money in the Bank ladder matches, so they could take a, you know some time. Oh yeah. Uh, so what, I'm excited to watch Jam and Jason. What do you think the next feud for the United States title is going to be? So as I said, even though we've seen it before, I think Kevin Owens and John Cena okay. uh, could be very, very there. And and you know what? Because um, I feel like they're not finished with the AJ Styles feud. I don't think they're the done. count out of the mm -hmm. last event. Which was a great finish, by the way, yes. which we talked about with the foot in the announce table. Yep. Uh, they got more in them. Kevin yep. Owens and AJ Styles is a match that you could watch a hundred times. 
and uh, hopefully we won't watch it that often. But I tell you what, uh, it's going to be good, and I think they might not be done. I think John Cena might get in on that picture. Uh, of course, Nikki Bell is going to come back. I don't know if they're going to be tagged up now like they were for WrestleMania. I think they're going to, you know, and that's another thing. Nikki Bell could come back into the women's picture as well. Yep. So, uh, you know, I think SmackDown is very exciting. I think Raw is very exciting on its own way. NXT, you know, you got Bobby Roode, still the NXT champion. You got the Authors of Pain, still the tag team champions. And you've got Asuka, who has been undefeated up at this point. Um, so she may be taking on possibly Ember Moon might be the next big yes. thing. Yep. Um, that's going to happen probably at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. Uh, the third version of that, and that's going to happen in August on SummerSlam weekend. Uh, lots of stuff to talk about. Uh, I tell you what, uh, one thing that I was watching, Johnny Mundo versus The Mac on Lucha Underground. They went all night long. It was basically an Iron Man match for the duration of their one-hour show. Uh, and then it ended in a draw, which they said, no, we're not ending this in a draw. So next week, first fall wins. And then they did another 15 minutes and just watch Lucha Underground if you ever have okay. an opportunity. Watch it on Netflix, but we'll also watch it on um, El Rey Network. It's very interesting. Okay. Very good. Check it out. And uh, got to get back to Ring of Honor as well. Ring of Honor, there's a, uh, a lot of people over there come filtering in and out of the WWE, filtering in and out of uh, all, the, all the other wrestling promotions. But Ring of Honor is doing very well on its own, so you should definitely check that out as well. So I tell you what, what we're going to do right now is we're going to take a small break. And when we come back, I believe we're going to have from EWA Pro Wrestling, the artist, Duran J. What do you think? First impression of Duran J. He's great talent, but you have any other impressions on him before we talk to him? Uh, like I said earlier, he needs a win. He needs, he needs a, a win. Few You're going to have to tell him that when yep. he gets on the line. Yep. It's like, hey, man, you need to win. Uh, and we need, we need to talk about this take your ball and go home because he got in my face after that last match, and he basically screamed at me and left. And I'm like, whoa, I never saw this side of him. So maybe he is uh, think, rethinking a few things. So anyway, we're going to take a break right here, myself and Jamie Jason. We're going to take a pause for the cause, as it says, and we're going to come back with the artist, Duran J from EWA Pro Wrestling. Stay tuned. This is Dirty Mike, a.k.a. Mikey D, the voice of Maryland, and I'd like to invite you to the Pain Factory EWA Pro Wrestling Training Facility, 1113 North Point Road in Dundalk, Maryland, for free tryouts to be in the pro wrestling business. We also have pro wrestling birthday parties for all ages. For all that and more EWA Pro Wrestling info, contact us at 443-858-2755. Find us, like us, follow us, and join us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and EWAMaryland.com. And we're back on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Dirty Mike, and I'm here once again with... Jam and Jason. Jam and Jason is here, and we have, live on the phone, we have the man who said he was going to take his ball and go home from EWA Pro Wrestling. But we have a man who wanted a platform to speak and to talk not only with us and not only with the EWA Pro Wrestling fans, but the Dirty Ugly Wrestling fans and wrestling fans in general. We have, and I, I don't know how long to say this or how many H's are in this guy's name, but I am going to do the best I can. It is the artist. There's a lot of H's in there. Duran J. And Duran, welcome to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. I mean, could you at least say my name with a little 
more enthusiasm. How many H's you want me to? Th- how much? That was a Jim and Jason. Was that enthusiastic? I was enthusiastic. Though. I mean, do I need? Well, what, what did I do wrong? I mean, I'm the ring announcer, and you're trying to tell me how to do my job. What did I do wrong? Well, uh, well, not necessarily telling you, you know, how how to do your job. Um, you know, I wish I was there now so I could actually show you because I'm sure I could do it ten times better than you. Oh, <laughs> it is pronounced the. Uh, you know, like, it's actually, you know, with personality, you know what I mean? Not dull. Oh, man. So I appreciate you, you you giving me, you putting me over there. Wow. I didn't sound dull. I mean, I understand what he did, you know, right there, Jam and Jason. Yeah. He put in a lot of H's, put in a lot of a lot of gravel behind that voice, and then when it said teast, he, he came up with it. Teast, you know, the ah, teast. So I will do that better, hopefully more to your liking next time, Mr. Duranjay. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm very, very... Uh happy to be here as you can tell by my voice and actually so let's clarify i believe that it was you that was you know begging me to come on this podcast but um but instead you had that drake jason drake got on last time right Right? Am I right? Well, I tell you, we did have Jason Drake on, but I wasn't sure, like, your scheduling. You know, you're a very busy man, and uh, you've got a lot going on, being the artiste, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so, that hopefully that was better. But, no, yes, we had Jason Drake, uh, the EWA Maryland champion, and uh, we're going to talk about that. We did have him on. Uh, so... Uh, do you have uh, something to say about either that podcast or Jason Drake before we move on? I think I, I clarified that um, on my last post, which you can go on to the artist Duran J on Facebook. Um, I said that you know you guys. First off, you did a live feature with him, of all people. Then you got to go on to talk about the match. I mean, let's get let let let's get clear here. If uh, if that guy who's no longer with CWA hadn't interrupted my uh, interrupted my artwork, then as I said, I would have left Jason Drake in his own pathetic misery. Would have, but uh, and as we talked about, Jam and Jason, uh, you did not win that match. So you have you you have a couple of losses under your belt. How about that, yeah, Jam and Jason? Yeah, you're definitely due for a win. Championship Open Challenge. Is that right? 
That is right. Friday, July 7th, Tall Cedars Hall in Parkville, Maryland on EWA. Hey, hey, everybody, everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. They can go on Facebook and check that out, okay? Everybody's smart. They can, it, everybody's tech savvy these days, okay? You don't need to announce that it's 1975, okay? <laughs> now, Gee, oh my God! All right. Well, let's talk about the open challenge. Let Let's talk about that. EWA officials uh, definitely noticed that Jason Drake has not been around uh, since uh, he defeated you. Uh, so, and Jason Drake was not able to uh, move forward in the Sweet Sixteen tournament. So, Jason Drake. Um, and his uh, associate, the Rabid Rizzo, Jason Drake, the current EWA Maryland champion, has been absent. You know, there's been a lot of changing of the guard in EWA, but he is still the Maryland champion. And they are basically forcing him to defend it because if he doesn't defend it, then he's going to get stripped of it. So because there's no real Maryland championship feud contender right now, it was up to EWA officials and they said, you know what? We're going to let this be an open challenge. Anybody who wants to come in and challenge Jason Drake for the title. So it may be a one-on-one. It may be a triple threat. It may be a fatal four-way. It may be a fatal five-way. It may be a six-pack challenge. But the reason that your name was put in that mix was because you said you were taking your ball and going home, but you never officially resigned from EWA Pro Wrestling. So you may be one of the competitors to come in and face for that championship. You may be. If maybe choose to be. Maybe that's the key word. And that's if I decide to show up. So I mean if you guys think that uh that you think that okay, technically Duran J is on the roster so we can just put him in anything and he'll just accept it and he'll take it, then okay. All right, that's fine. Go ahead. Put Duran J's name on it. Put Duran J's put Duran J's name on the advertisement. Okay, I said it before. I posted on Facebook, and I said it again, and I said it again and again to people who have asked me, and I'm saying it to you right now. July seventh, if I want to show up to Midget Mania with the EWA Maryland Championship, then I will do so. If not, then I will not. It's just that simple. I don't know what I don't know what kind of loophole you are you all are trying to to get out of me or, or whatever or you think that it's going to be like oh well Duran said he's not he's not going to show up and then all of a sudden boom Duran shows up okay oh that's expected no we're doing things we're doing things on my terms I'll show up if I want to show up so are you saying, and, and Jamie and Jason, let's, let's make clear of this. He, uh, we are basically at EWA Pro Wrestling offering him an opportunity to face for the EWA Maryland Championship. Even though he's been on this a little bit of a losing stride, do you think he should show up? He should. He should definitely show up. I mean, do you think he has a, a legitimate opportunity to take this championship? It, you, yeah, definitely, definitely. Especially if Jason Drake is recovering from an injury, this could be a proper time to come in. And gain gain your next win. That's right. And this win could be for the EWA Maryland Championship. I, I definitely don't think you should show up. I mean, do you not want to make that impact to Duran Jay? You know, do you not want the world to know you as the artiste? You know, if, if you're not there, they can't know you. The world... So let, let's, let's get let's get something clear, okay? That see that's again that's you trying that's you trying to pump me up, trying to trying to get inside my head and trying to think oh oh okay well yeah 
Well, let me show up in Midget Mania, and I'm going to become the Maryland champion. Yay! If I want to take the championship, I'll take it. It's fine. It's just, you know, a matter of if I do and if I show up, okay? I don't need you or anybody else in the EWA guard trying to change my mind. If I be, if I will be there, then I will be there. No questions asked. So... Let's jump into this. You know, we, we are talking about that. That is the next EWA show. But let's talk about the last EWA show, Faith No More 3 Interaction. So uh, you, a- after your match was over at uh, EWA Interaction, Faith No More 3, uh, you actually, as I was announcing, you know, the next part of the match, you told me to come over to you, and you wanted the microphone. So I gave it to you. That's what I do. Wrestlers want the microphone. I give it to them. And Jim and Jason, you were right there. You were ringside. You were watching this. And Duran J basically told me that he was taking his ball and going home in few more words than that. Yeah. Um, let me ask you, Jim and Jason, first of all, what did you think he meant by that? Did you think he was quitting EWA or leaving the wrestling business? or Because I, I didn't know what to think at that point. I was shocked. What did you think as a fan out there in the EWA universe? I was kind of shocked at first, and then the, but the more I thought about it, there's there's been quite a few people leaving EWA these days. So True. I didn't know if if you were joining their ranks, if you were going to stick around. Uh, was... That entire front row on the other side, you know, they left, yeah. but, they, but they came back to support, you know, their people and EWA and everything like that. But So I didn't know if you were going to go sit with them. If they show up at the next show, are you going to be in the front row? Are you going to be wrestling? I didn't know what to think at the moment. So you got the fans confused. You got me confused. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? What was your, you know, you didn't come out on the winning end of the match. That's okay. But, you know, you came out and you said you were taking your ball and going home. What did that mean? You want to talk a little bit more about that? When I said I was taking my ball and going home, I meant, I meant the the entire wrestling business as a whole, you know, uh, it's things things have gotten uh, have gotten confusing lately um, as far as the direction of EWA and uh, as far as the as the direction of my career. So for a minute, you know, I was I was thinking, you know, I was in that I was in that match. For the cruiserweight championship. That's right. For the cruiserweight championship of of the world, of the legendary super cruiserweight, and you know, after I lost, you know, it had had me thinking, you know, maybe maybe I need to go, maybe I need to go recharge, you know, maybe I need to take a, maybe I need to take about five steps back and get a clearer look at the bigger picture, so to speak. Because there was just some there was just some things that, you know, I wasn't understanding. And maybe maybe it was the kick that maybe it was the kick that he gave me to the head that, that you know, that had me all had me all loopy. But I you know, I was just thinking maybe 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 it might be time for time for me to just step off for a little bit, you know? Uh, recharge, recharge my batteries and come back swinging. Or I could just walk off forever. Well, I've been posting, been posting a lot online. And um, I think I made it clear that I'm not going anywhere. And as I said earlier, it's just the fact of whether I want that future to be included with EWA. 
So, with that said, uh, that was that was my whole rant towards you guys. And whoever posted, whoever made that post and put my name on it, we're going to the EWA Maryland Championship. But of course, yes, that's a great that's a great opportunity that anybody in their right mind would take. But you know, maybe I have options. Maybe maybe there's some there's some there's some other things. You know, you, you never know. You know, just want to keep things just uh, want to keep things open for that element of surprise. That's very important in the pro wrestling business, the element of surprise. We know that, Jamin Jason. We were just talking about that not too long ago. Uh, it's great when things are not as cookie-cutter as they seem, and then somebody shocks you. Yeah. Somebody surprises you. So as we were talking about the landscape of EWA changing, you know, there's been a certain guard, you know, with the supremacy and with Desert Storm, and, uh, you know, there's been a certain... Well, there has been a certain guard, but... That has changed, you know, that that was all personal and professional decisions that a lot of those people decided to make, and they did. But as I had said, um, and even other people in EWA, now the, the door is wide open. The table is has been set by these guys, and now it's time for other people to step up. It's, it's time for other people to shine. It's time for other people, and you saw exactly what happened that night. Uh, you were there. I, I don't know if you left after your match or whatever the case may be, but I'm sure you understand by now. We have a new EWA heavyweight champion, the most unlikely of champions, John Berg, who's been in the company for 10 years, but has never held the heavyweight championship. But you know what? He saw an opportunity. He came in. He grabbed it. So there are opportunities now. The land of opportunity. I'm going to steal that right from WWE SmackDown because it's absolutely true. The land of opportunity. You know, we've got Corey Bush challenging for the heavyweight championship we've got jesse orion who's a rookie in the business making big big waves big huge waves he's taking on wes mercer yep. you know for that cruiserweight championship that unfortunately you could not win and he's going to take on because he's making a play he's making an impact the artist duran jay you you have had some great matches i'm going to put this jam and jason you'd agree with this great yep. in-ring matches yep but you know something has just not been there but I think you can pull it together. I I believe, and I, I'm not, I'm not trying to beef him up or put him over, whatever the case may be, Jamie Jason. I'm just saying, you have an opportunity to not only fight for the Maryland championship, but to come back and make your impact and take your place so that people know you people remember you not just for your in-ring competition, but there's a lot more to you. Am I right about that? Are you asking me? I'm asking you, the artist Duran J. The artiste. So you know, I'm gonna say it every time like that. That's better. Say that, that. I believe there's more to you than Jimmy Jason agrees with me. Yeah. Uh, I tell you, we were talking about this. There's more to you, but Duran J. Is there more to you? There's a whole lot to me. Okay. You know that all that all that that you're talking about, I already know. It just has to come with time. You know what I mean? And, you know, you were talking about, you were talking about Faith No More at the fan interaction where, you know, where people had the opportunity to make their mark, to make their impact. How do you know I haven't already made mine? Well, you've made a little bit of an impact. That is absolutely true, but I think there's more to you. I think you have more to do. I think it's whether it's championship reigns or title reigns or something that, and Jim and Jason, I was seeing this, there was something coming out of him as he was, as I said, painting his canvas. Yeah. The artiste. Uh, he was 
painting his canvas, whether it be the entrance that he made, the, 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 um, you know, just the persona and the personality that was coming out of him, even, and especially after the match when he blew up on me on the microphone. So Duran J, that's what I'm saying. I see more in you, but what does that entail? And why would you not, like Jam and Jason and I have said, why would you not come to Midget Mania and more? Because you could be the more. You could be all the more that we're talking about. Are you trying to pump me up again? I'm not trying to pump you up. I'm trying to give you a platform for the artiste to paint his canvas verbally on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Well, again, at Midget Mania... We will see if I will show up. If I show up, then I will show up. I will make my mark. If I do not, then I won't. Simple. He put it out there pretty simple, Jamie yep. Jason. Yep. So there's a lot going on in July 7th. You know, as I said, we've got the heavyweight championship, John Berg, Corey Bush. We've got the cruiserweight championship, Wes Mercer, Jesse O'Ryan. We've got a Hamden street fight. I know you want to know what that is about. I want to know what that's about. Hamden street fight between the Hamden Hammer, Bill Ward, and Damon Price. Uh, it's going to be a lot of, lot of going on. But there's just so much interesting. And the, the individuals from the Micro Wrestling Federation, they're going to be there. You know, uh, and there's going to be a whole lot of them. So. Duran J, the artiste, I believe there's a place for you in EWA Pro Wrestling. I believe there's a whole lot more to you. I believe, as Jamie J said, I think the win is coming, and it's going to be big. And, you know, whether you show up, whether you don't, I hope that you do. And when you do, you can believe that when I get out there and announce your name, I am going to do it with the personality that you want from me, because I believe you deserve it. How about that? That is beautiful. I do like that. So let's switch gears here a little bit. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about the man behind the artist, the man behind the canvas. You know, uh, Jam and Jason, we got a couple of questions down here for let, 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 Let's talk. Let's dig into Duran J. So who were your influences growing up? Do you have any favorite wrestlers? And- well, let's see. CM Punk was my influence. Um, Dwayne Johnson was my influence. Oh, excuse me. The Rock was my influence. <laughs> um, these, both of these guys were outspoken. Uh, they said what, what was on their mind. They didn't care what the people thought about them. And that's, uh, that's pretty much me uh, to a T. Um, I go, I walk around to the beat of my own drum. Um, I've never cared about what the wrestling fans thought about me. I was coming into this wrestling, coming into wrestling to take it over, uh, to win championships, and to uh, to make my mark in this business, whether the people like it or not. Hmm. So, lots of influences. So, you've been watching wrestling for quite a while, I'm assuming. Um. Well, let's see. Let's see. I started started watching wrestling um, when I was about 12 years old, around two, um, 2002. Okay. So. And I was and uh, I was very very uh, interested, especially in uh, especially in Triple H, because that was around the time I started watching started watching Raw. And uh, when Triple H was with Ric Flair, and he was the World Heavyweight Champion, and he had this whole reign of terror, as uh, some people called it, that was uh, that was going that was going around. 
took out every single former WCW guy that he could, and I love every minute of it. That's pretty cool. I, I mean, we both watched, uh, you know, a lot of those guys, especially yeah. coming up. Uh, any favorite matches? that and that's uh that has a fair amount of truth to it i gotta say i mean just very much took me out of my element when he you know jay and jason when you saw him come out of the ring and basically tell me he was taking his ball and going home yeah. i was shocked so and as was everybody in the ewa country so you know that could be the mark that you're trying what, to make were the people were the were the ewa country shocked you know because i honestly because honestly um you know not that not that it really matters but I've noticed that every single time I've come through that curtain, uh, they've done nothing but have blank little dumb looks on their faces. So I don't know if there was really any any uh, concern from them, whether as uh, whether as I was taking my ball or going home or not. But you know, again, that's probably, that's likely your reaction. Maybe it was about maybe maybe it was about one or two. You know, never know. But maybe I'm over exaggerating. <laughs> perhaps but you just never know until you you find out now you have the opportunity to come back and find out so that's up to you like you said either you will show up or you will not you have to be a faith uh you know uh, not say faith anymore i'm sorry friday july 7th midget mania more you got to be there to find out so we have to be there to find out i know i'm going to be there jam and jason i think you're going to be there you, be you're, you're going to be yeah. there so will deron jay be there we're not we're not sure um but uh, as we dig into the past of Duran J, Jamie Jason, I think you had something written down that you wanted to ask. Any chance that you're going to reconcile with your ex tag team partner, Ivan? Uh, you know, all that will all that will come in due time. Uh, him and I have gone our separate ways after competing in the competing in the greatest cage match in EWA history. But um. You know, you never know. Uh, you can forgive and forget. That's happened many times in this business. Many, many times. Yeah, yeah. Think the the tide has changed several times, and that was a fantastic cage match. Let's let's talk about that for a minute. Um, so it was, um, you know, Ivan Ali and Duran Jay exploding basically, uh, and. It was coming up to a long time coming, you know, but the steel cage, you know, seems to be the place that it all happened and took care of it all. 
was everything settled? I mean, can you come back, forgive and forget? I mean, was that the end-all, be-all? It was a fantastic match. Don't get me wrong. Uh, very hard-hitting, very personal, but can, I mean... Can it be resolved? Can Ivan Ali be in your future? Possibly as an opponent. You never know. Ivan Ali could be in this Maryland Championship Open Challenge. You never know. Yep. You know, whatever happens, happens. Again, again, in the greatest cage match in EWA history, okay, that match was not between two enemies. That match was between two athletes that were trying, that were not trying, we were competing to see who was who was the better guy, who could be better than the other. Now, unfortunately, unfortunately, I lost. But, again, that still does not, that still doesn't define, does not define me as uh, who I am, okay? Those people, those people walked out of there, they saw two, they saw two athletes go one-on-one inside that cage. They didn't see two, two wrestlers, wrestlers that you found, that you found on the street. These were two legit guys who were making a name for themselves going one-on-one inside of that cage. It was good. I, I enjoyed it. It was hard hitting. They were, go- you know, you were going one on one. Yes, unfortunately, you did not come up on the winning end of that, um, which has been part of your, let's say, a little bit of a losing, a little bit of a downfall. But even in loss, you have made an impact in that ring. And obviously, there are people out there that might have the blank little dumb little looks on their faces, but they are watching and they are paying attention. The crowd was red hot for that match. Yeah, they absolutely were. And you were in that crowd. You know, so you know, you were right there. So you guys put on a show. You guys made an impact. It was great. I enjoyed it. Of course we did. Of course we did. Okay. When you have when you have two athletes like that that have passion, of course you're gonna get a great match. Okay. Of course. You of course you're gonna get that. What, what else? You can't expect anything less than that. And that's that's absolutely right. So what? Even though you can tell us if you will be there or you won't be there on Friday, July 7th, we have to figure that out for ourselves. We just have to be there. Um, so what is next for the artiste, Duran J? You know, um, you know I, was, uh, I, I was talking to one of my friends the other day, and uh, he, he, told, he told me this, you know. He says some of the most successful people the most successful people do these three things. They keep these three things to themselves. Their money, their woman, and their next move. So, with that said, you'll just have to sit back just like everybody else and find out. Wow. The strong words from a strong man, a strong character. Jam and Jason, what do you have for the artiste? Duran Jay, before we take off here. One more question. One more question. Oh, you got another question. One Jump more question. In there. Do it. This is the big ugliest question. Oh, oh. All right. All right. Be enthusiasm. Okay. Go ahead. That's the way. This came from the big ugly, apparently. This is the big ugly. Okay. What did it feel like to take your first bump? <laughs> Love that question. Say that again. Say it. What did it feel like to take your first bump? What did it feel like to take my first bump? <laughs> In the ring. Well, that is, that is a very, very imbecile question, but I guess I'm going to have to answer it anyway. 
We'll blame it on Big O. Okay. I took my first, I went to wrestling school. I took my first bump. Then I came back the next week and I took another bump. Then another bump and another bump and another, and another bump and another bump and another bump. And three years later, the IT emerged. Is that a good answer for you? That's great. I, that, that's a great answer. Yeah, that's a, that, that's a great answer. So, how does it feel? It feels great. How does it feel to be the IT? It feels great. Man. How does it feel to leaving you all in the dust about me being at Midget Mania on July 7th? Great. <laughs> it feels great. It feels great. He's a man of mystery. He's not giving anything away, that's for sure. His money, his woman, and his next move. I, I don't know what kind of money situation he has. I have no idea about the woman situation, about uh, the artiste. Uh, but the next move, we're going to have to find out. But I'll tell you what, when this podcast goes up in the very near future, you know, we will share it, and we'll share it on EWA Pro Wrestling, we'll share it on Dirty Ugly Wrestling, I'm sure we'll tag you, and uh, you feel free to share it with whomever and how many ever that you like to, uh, this is a man of mystery, I, I don't, I'm excited to see what happens next, and I know Jam and Jason, you're excited to see this man get a victory under his belt, and could be the biggest victory of his career so far. It could be, yeah. Man. Anything else for the Dirty Ugly Wrestling listeners before we sign off here? Would you like to put over your website or your Instagram or anything like that one more time? You did it in the beginning, but I want to give you the platform to do it one more time. I would love to, imbecile, if you would just let me speak. He called me an imbecile. He'd been using that word a lot. Yeah. Oh, yes, I have. I have. If you go on my page, actually, it's, uh, it's very, very popular. Um, imbecile. Imbeciles that are currently listening to this podcast right now, you can go on to facebook.com slash Deron J, or you can just type in the search bar, B-I-T, Deron J. You can go on Instagram, at that Deron J. Also follow me on Twitter, at DJ Entertains, and you never know exactly where I'm going to pop up next. Wow. That is uh, that's a strong words from a strong man. All right, look, we are going to take a small break. Duran J, please do not disconnect. I want to speak with you offline for just a minute, but uh, before we go, and Jam and Jason, we're going to do a little sign-off here in just a minute, but we want to thank the artiste Duran J for coming on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Jam and Jason, thank you for your questions and Big Ugly's question as well. And Duran J, thank you for coming on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. And we're back on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Once again, it is... What the hell's my name? Dirty Mike. Oh, my God. Sometimes you're Maniac Mike, Mikey D. Yeah, I I have a... Right, Vanilla Mike, as I was on my birthday. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I have an identity crisis sometimes. Man, but but, but you're Jamming Jason. I'm Jamming Jason. Yeah, yeah, and you've always been Jamming Jason. You will be uh, forever known as Jamming Jason. But let me tell you what. That was a great interview with the artiste. I don't know if I did that right. You're getting better. I'm getting getting better, better. apparently, according to his standards. Duran J, EWA Pro Wrestling. So will he be there? On Friday, July 7th at Midget Mania and more? We don't know, do we? We don't. 
but I think he's trying to leave this um, mystery about him. And so if you want to find out if Duran Jay is going to be there or what he's going to do, you got to be there. I know you're going to be there, Jamie. I'm going to be there. Tall Cedars Hall in Parkville, Maryland. Tickets are on sale right now at 443-858-2755. Get them now because they're going fast. So we've got, and we talked about it, a lot of different things going on. The stars of the Micro Wrestling Federation are going to be joining us. The Midgets, as they call themselves, um, they're going to be involved in a lot of different things, including an all-midget battle royal. How oh, about nice. that? Nice. So I'm not sure how that's going to quite work. I know they're going to be in our ring. Uh, I don't know if they're going to have to throw each other over the bottom rope or <laughs> I don't know <laughs> how that's going to work. Um, well, we're going to find out when we get there because these guys are hard-hitting and entertaining, every single guy and girl in the Micro Wrestling Federation. And also, uh, we're going to have a mixed tag team championship match where the Dark Horses are going to challenge one more time against Blood and Berg, uh, the Oddball Army. I think Racy Hawkins is going to be there, probably Bump as well. So you're telling me Berg's going to do double duty? I'm telling you Berg's going to do double duty. Now, of course, a lot of this was set in motion before our last show about what we were going to do at Midget Mania and more. So because they defended and retained the Tag Team Championships, they do have to defend them one more time against the Dark Horses. Um, So that was already in the works. We're going to add a Micro Wrestling Federation superstar on each side. So one's going to team with the Horses, one's going to team with Blood and Berg. And yes, John Berg does have to defend the Heavyweight Championship championship later on in the night against Corey Bush so his night's just going to get harder and harder yeah Oh, I mean, John Berg, one of the hardest working men in EWA Pro Wrestling, uh, but he's definitely had to earn it by winning that one night tournament in the Battle Royal at Faith No More 3 Interaction, and now he's going to have to earn it to keep it, both of his titles. Yes. Uh, so Dark Horses, I know, are hungry. Supremacy is kind of back and forth. You don't know who is in what supremacy and what's going to happen, but I'm excited about that. And adding the element of a Micro Wrestling Federation superstar on each side, that's going to be fun. And if either one of them happened to get the pinfall or the victory, then they will win the match and the titles for their team. So if the Micro Wrestling Federation wins on behalf of Bloodenberg, they keep the titles. Okay. If the other gentleman on the other side wins on behalf of Tomahawk or Grizzlyo, they win the titles. How interesting is that? That's, that's pretty cool. That's and you're putting two, I'm, I'm going to say midget, you're going to put two Micro Wrestling Federation midgets in there with all four of these huge guys. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Yep. Um, I'll tell you, we also got the Open Championship for the Maryland Challenge, which we talked about a little bit with Durande. Uh, that was going to be Jason Drake coming back to defend the championship uh, against one, two, three, four, five. It could be, you know, you never know. Whoever wants to accept this Open Challenge, but because Jason Drake hasn't been around in a while, he's going to have to keep, you know, he hasn't defended the title, so now he's going to have to fight hard to keep hold on to it. How do you feel about Jason Drake's chances? He doesn't know who he's facing or how many people. And as I said earlier, he's coming off an injury. That's right. His chances do not look good. Yeah. He's been a great Maryland champion. And I'm a fan, but... Yeah, I'm a fan of him. I'm a realist as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we're, we're, we're being real here. It's a very slim possibility that he holds onto this title but if he does it's going to be fantastic but if somebody else jumps onto that title it's going to be great as well so i'm excited to see this open challenge yeah just don't know what's going to happen we're going to find out and you know as we talked about the main event for the ewa heavyweight championship the weight of the world Corey bush gets his opportunity against John Berg, who is the new EWA heavyweight champion. And that's a, under a little bit of controversy because the fan interaction at the end of the night, they chose Jesse O'Ryan. Yeah. And Jesse O'Ryan by the Maryland State Commission of Athletics was told, no, it's not you. So, but Jesse O'Ryan is getting a big chance. 
He's getting a chance to face the legendary super cruiserweight, the only four-time cruiserweight champion in EWA history, Wes Mercer, for the cruiserweight championship. That is a match I am really excited to see. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that one. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what. Now, now you know this story. Jesse Orion, the new rookie, coming up. And you know Wes Mercer, you know the, the veteran, long time. Wes Mercer's been on a roll on this fourth title reign. But Jesse Orion has been taking on legends, taking on superstars, taking on big names, making an impact, winning matches. He was in the main event. He threw out Corey Bush in the Battle Royal. What do you see happening in this match? Uh, I think Wes Mercer's going to teach him a lesson. You think so? Yeah. I know he wanted that match for one reason. He wanted to get in there and show this rookie, you know, how it's done. Yeah. So, and Wes Mercer does not pull any punches. No, he doesn't. Oh, my goodness. He will teach the rookie a lesson. But do you think Jesse Orion has an opportunity to come out with the title? Oh, I, he I mean, could. could he do it? He's on a roll right now. He really could. He is on a roll. So far, he has not taken a pinfall or submission loss really? as he's been up on the main roster in EWA. Okay. Wow. So, anything is possible. It is. I mean, we could have, you know, a new heavyweight champion. We could have a new cruiserweight champion. We could have a new Maryland champion. We could have new tag team champions. We're going to have a midget battle royal. And your favorite, we're going to have the Hamden Street Fight. The Hamden Street Fight. Now, what kind of weapons are used in the Hamden Street Fight? So, it, it's very interesting. You know, I heard, you know, things like Old Bay okay. uh, is going to be somewhere possibly being used. You know, crab mallets. All right. Um, things like that. How so, about a box of Royal Farms chicken? But <laughs> You don't get more Hamden than that. No, there's one on every street corner. There really is. I mean, you could bring the chicken itself. You could bring the boxes. You could bring anything Royal Farms related. Uh, you know, and if the fans want to bring something in, yeah, why not? You know, yeah. uh, anything is possible in the Hamden Street Fight. But basically, the Hamden Hammer. Um, you know, he was uh, teaching the ropes to this new kid. You know, this new guy. Uh, he was kind of showing him the ropes, giving him an intro to the business, uh, and. He was trying to take him under his wing, but Damon Price, that's, that's who he found out his name was, turned on the hammer. Yep. Uh, so now, and uh, also he got involved with the Dark Horses, so could he be a member of Supremacy? Could he be the next Dark Horse? Who knows? Very possible. Uh, but we're going to have a Hamden Street fight, and the Maryland State Commission of Athletics you know, can't really do too much about this one. Yep. So one, will the teacher teach the student a lesson, or will the student take and hammer the hammer? It's going to be interesting. Yeah. Uh, we are going to see what's going to happen. And all that and much, much more at EWA Midget Mania and more Friday, July 7th, Tall Cedars Hall in Parkville, Maryland. Again, tickets are on sale right now. Uh, we're going to be there. I'm going to be doing my job. You're going to be there in the midst of the EWA country. It's going to be fun. But this podcast has been fun. What do you think? Oh, yeah. We've had a ball. We missed a, we missed a Big Ugly. You know, we hope he's okay. But he's going to come back on our next podcast. So right now it's the uh, the Dirty Jamming uh, podcast or the Jamming Dirty podcast. There you go. That's what it is today. Um, so we've talked a lot of stuff. we got a lot of stuff coming up. Make sure to support all your independent professional wrestling organizations out there. Support the WWE. Support the network. Support Mission Barbecue. Support uh, Royal Farms. Boy. Support uh, Cobra. Cobra. Support Coke Zero. Uh, Support all these people. And if any of these people that are listening want to throw any money our way for some sponsorships, go right ahead. Feel free. Feel free. free. (laughs) All right. We're going to log off here. Uh, You know what we said at the end last time. We taught you. You remember this time. And then we're going to do it. So uh, from all of us here at the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, we thank you so much for listening. Share, like, follow, comment, do everything. Stick with us and keep listening to the archived episodes. We're out of here. Three, two, one. Deuces. Deuces. And that is the way we end that.